Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring Dennis Day, William Bendix, Phil Harris and Alice Faye, Roy Rogers with Dale Evans and Pat Buttram, and MC Harry Von Zell with comedian Eddie Cantor. On June 11, 1945, NBC presented a spectacular hour-and-a-half program on which more than two dozen stars appeared to plug their radio shows. Here's a brief excerpt from A Day in the Life of Dennis Day. Let's say that tonight, for instance, Dennis has a date with his best girl, Mildred Anderson, which he has. Let's say, furthermore, that he's promised to take her out in style and really shore the town, which he also has. Now let's say he's just looked in his pocket to see how much money he's got, which he hasn't, because he knows all he's got is 37 cents. And then, let's say, he took his troubles to Mr. Anderson, Mildred's father, which he did. Uh, Mr. Anderson? Uh, yes, my boy? <laughs> I, uh, uh, that is, I, uh... uh... Speak right up, my boy. Don't be afraid. Uh, just think of us two as father and son. Yes, sir. Now, what is it? I want to borrow some money, Dad. Hmm. I guess I made the relationship a little too close. It's awfully important, Mr. Anderson. You see, I promised Mildred I'd take her out in style tonight, and all I have is 37 cents. Oh, my. I told her we'd go every place that's open in Weaverville on Saturday night. Well, how much would you need? Oh, I'd have to have at least another dollar and a half. Oh, I'm afraid that's out of the question, Dennis. I have a little money, but nothing like that. No? No. You see, my wife doesn't give me my allowance until Tuesday. Yes, sir. Well, I guess I better go in and tell Mildred the bad news. And don't apologize to her, Dennis. Be firm. Tell her you've decided not to go out tonight, and that's that. Show her who's boss. It's the only way to handle women. That isn't the way you act with your wife. Of course not. Do you think I want to get killed? <laughs> Mr. Hannison, I hope you don't mind if I ask you a personal question, but how did you and Mrs. Anderson ever happen to get married? Well, it's a long story, Dennis. I first met Gertrude at a dance. Just happened to notice her when I came in. She wore a peach-colored organdy dress with pink satin ribbon. And, well, I just kind of caught her figure with the corner of my eye. I see. Of course, that was a long time ago. Yes, sir. Today you couldn't get her figure in the corner of your eye. <laughs> yes, but you see, my little poopsie has, well, shall we say, blossomed out since then. <laughs> Well, anyway, the night following the dance, we became engaged. You popped the question the very next night? I never got a chance to pop any question. She invited me to her house for dinner, and right in the middle of it, her mother said to me, Mr. Anderson, would you care for another piece of roast beef, or do you intend to remain single? Well, unfortunately, I hadn't had any lunch. Well, thanks for telling me, Mr. Anderson. Now I better run along and see Mildred. She's waiting for me. All right, Dennis. I'm sorry I couldn't dig up any money for your date. Yeah, me too. Say, wait a minute. Why don't you ask my wife for a few dollars? By golly, I never thought of that. I will. You mean you actually asked my mother to lend you money for our date, Dennis? Sure, why not? I knew she wouldn't turn me down if she was a human being. That's wonderful. How shall I dress? I mean, if we're going to dine out, I'll wear a dinner dress. But if we're going dancing later, I'll wear an evening dress. Uh, Mildred. Yes, Dennis. Have you got a house dress? 
<laughs> you mean Mother didn't give you the money? No, she said I was very wasteful. But didn't you explain that your salary at the drugstore is only $8 a week? Sure, and I told her I had to spend it to live. Well? That's when she called me wasteful. <laughs> Golly, gee whiz. I thought at least we could see a movie tonight. Well, I'd sing for you if I didn't have this cold. Charles Boyer is playing at the Bijou. I know. I'm mad about Charles Boyer. Me too. Not like I am. Oh, no, I just regard him as a friend. <laughs> Gee, I did have my heart set on Charles Boyer tonight. Isn't there anything we can do, Dennis? Well, close your eyes, Mildred. Well, what, what do you... Close your eyes, just for a minute. Oh, all right, they're closed. Ah, uh, Mildred, ma chérie, let us fly away to the Casbah. <laughs> Why, Dennis? Let me put my burning lips upon your own, my little flower. Kiss me, yeah. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, stop being silly. Kiss me. Dennis, I... Oh, Dennis. Now, tell the truth. Could you see any difference between Charles Boyer and me? Well, yes and no. What do you mean, yes and no? Well, if you must know, I think you handle his accent very well. I see what you mean. <laughs> Another program of note during the 40s starred motion picture actor William Bendix in The Life of Riley. Fix the radio, we'll miss the show. And Marilyn Morris is coming over to hear it. Oh, another county heard from. Junior, that little Marilyn Morris is only using you. Huh? I saw you yesterday mowing the lawn at her house. But when I ask you to mow my lawn, nothing happens. Why? I guess it's because she's prettier than you are. <laughs> Junior, little respect. Remember, I'm old enough to be your father. <laughs> and take it from me, son. Women is the root of all evil. And you're too young to go around pulling up roots. Oh, Daddy, will you please fix the radio? Oh, let's call a repairman. Nothing but complaints. Well, if that's the way you feel, we can hear the show in the drugstore. And that well, goes for me, too. Wait for me, Beth. No, wait, Beth, Junior, I didn't now, mean... Now, look what you've done. Oh, children, wait a minute. Oh, I could bite my tongue off. A fine father I turned out to be. I should have stayed a bachelor. <laughs> then maybe my children would like me better. <laughs> I wish the earth would open up and swallow me. I wouldn't say that if I were you. Who, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Ah, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh, Digger, I feel terrible on account of my kids. Ah, yes. Kiddies can be very annoying. Take my youngest son, Clay. The rascal pilfered a sign from a drugstore and hung it in the window of my business establishment. Oh, I was furious. Why? What did the sign say? If not completely satisfied, return the empty box. <laughs> oh, I was mortified. Well, this wasn't my kid's fault. It's my fault. They wanted to listen to the Parade of Stars on NBC. Oh, I must hear that. You know, I'm an entertainer myself. Mm -hmm. I belong to the UEPGC. The UEPGC? Yes, the Undertakers, Embalmers, and Paul Bearers Glee Club. <laughs> I'm a life member. Last week we gave a concert, and we laid them in the aisles. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't know you were a singer, Digger. Ah, yes, Riley. 
When I do my stuff, I send people out of this world. <laughs> but come, come, switch on the radio. Yeah, just a second. I gotta fix this wire here. Ah, radio. Death Valley days. Young Widow Brown. Red Skeleton. <laughs> I adore radio. It's so gay. Oh, if I only knew where this wire went, I could... Riley, let me help you. It needs grounding. I'm rather good at that sort of thing. No, no, Digger, I know what I'm doing. I, Very I... well, have it your way. I've learned one thing in my profession. If a man kicks when I try to straighten him out, I just let him alone. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. No, no, wait, Digger. I, I got it. It's fixed. It's just a loose wire. Only now I don't feel like listening without my family around. Riley, dear. Dumplin'. Daddy, where... Babs, Junior, you come back. Daddy, we're sorry about the way we acted. Oh, yeah, Pop, we shouldn't have run out on you. Babsy, Junior, you ain't mad at me? You don't hate me? Of course not, Daddy. What a revolting development this is. <laughs> here, I'll switch on the radio. Oh, here, Pop, while we were in the drugstore, we got a box of cigars for you. Gee, nickel ones. They paid for it out of their allowance Oh, thanks, Babsy Thanks, Junior Here, Peg, have a cigar I, 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 I mean, ain't they wonderful kids? Oh, yes, they are, dear I often wonder What did we ever do to deserve such children? We got married A popular Sunday afternoon feature of NBC was the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. And here he comes now, the one and only Phil Harris. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, you folks. Harris is here, and I'm raring to go. Coming right in on your radio. So tune up the volume from Maine to Wisconsin, because here's radio's answer to Van Johnson. <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, and may I tell you that it's awfully nice to be a part of this NBC Parade of Stars. After years and years of hard work with no money, I finally got lucky and got on my own program, and I come on directly after... Jackson Benny, and I want to tell you that Jackson Benny is awfully hard to follow, especially since they put that motor in his wheelchair. <laughs> now, look, I'd like to have you meet the most important part of our Sunday show, the little girl who made it all possible, my wife, Alice Faye. Huh? Thank you very much. Look, uh, what are you going to sing tonight, Alice? Well, Phil, I thought our listeners might like to hear the number I introduced in the picture, Hello, Frisco, Hello. You'll never know. They'll love it. You'll never know just how much I miss you. Never know just how much I care And if I tried, I still couldn't hide 
Parade of Stars takes you to Chicago's huge stadium, where in the center of the big arena at the Roy Rogers Rodeo, you'll meet the king of the cowboys himself, Roy Rogers. Well, doggone it, greetings, everybody. Here is the queen of the westerns, Miss Dale Evans. Hi, Dale. Hello, neighbors. And here is Bob Nolan and the Sons of the Pioneers. Hey! Hiya, people. And say, Roy, here we are surrounded by your famous rodeo, and I know you're the fellow that put the road in rodeo and the rodeo on the road, so why don't you tell them how to pronounce it, rodeo or rodale? Well, it seems to depend on where you're at at the time, Bob, but all the cowboys call it rodeo. Well, Mr. Webster says it's either rodeo or rodeo with rodeo first, and so do my folks in Texas. <laughs> Webster, you you mean old Buck Webster, Miss Dale? Yes. Well, uh, here's the Alabama goat waddy, Pat Buttram. Hiya, Pat. Well, Miss Dale, that old Buck Webster down home there, he don't know no words at all except what'd make a sheep herder on his way to be hung ashamed of himself. <laughs> Besides, down in West Alabama, where I come from, they don't call it rodeo or rodeo. They call it radio. <laughs> well, rodeo and radio are hardly the same thing, Pat. If old Gabby Hayes were only here, he could get you straightened out on that, I don't Now, he? just a minute, Bob. Gabby would probably tell him that radio is strictly for the birds just because <laughs> some turkeys lay eggs there. Or Gabby might tell him that radio is strictly from the butchers just because there's some ham in it. <laughs> well, don't worry, none about me listening to that old cactus face, Gabby Hayes. <laughs> I know Gabby Hayes is the reason the wind blows mostly from the west. Well, Gabby may like his own conversation, Pat, but he's a real cowhand just the same. Yeah, I guess so. You know, they say he's took more bucks from Broncos than the Rockefellers has from oil. <laughs> 
That's right, Pat. Gabby doesn't look complete without a horse under him. Oh, sure, Miss Dale. You know, when he's standing on the ground, he looks like the wishbone of an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that takes care of Gabby, all right. I wonder who he's pitching tomorrow. <laughs> now we'd like to do one of the songs that Bob Nolan and the Sons of the Pioneers wrote. And, well, they can join in with Dale Evans and me to sing Tumbling Tumbling. I'm a rovin' cowboy Riding all day long Tumbleweeds around me Sing their lonely song Nights underneath the prairie moon I ride alone and sing a tune days of radio, there was one performer who had a higher rating than any other entertainer. His program was heard by millions of Americans week after week, and virtually every top star in the business at one time or another was a guest on his program. Of course, I'm talking about the man with the banjo eyes, Eddie Cantor. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you, Don Stanley. That's a very nice introduction, really. But just between us, do you think the world could have stood two Eddie Cantors? And besides, I couldn't carry on Thursday after Thursday alone. I couldn't even make it up to the microphone alone. Let me introduce the man who wheels me up to it and carries me away. Folks, meet Harry Von Zell. Hiya, Harry. Oh, wonderful, Eddie. Just wonderful. And isn't this great? Yes, marvelous, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, what is this all about? This what, what is it? What do you mean, what it's about? Eddie, this is the NBC Parade of Stars. Yeah, I know, I know, yeah. Harry. But uh, what are we supposed to do, Harry? Do? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we tell a few jokes and 
But why, why, Harry? Why are we supposed to tell jokes? Well, this is a special show, Eddie. It's, we're supposed to give like a sample of what we do, you see. Sample? Hmm. You mean at my time of life, Harry, I have to give samples? Oh. <laughs> How long have you been in radio, Harry? About 17 years. 17 years? Mm-hmm. I've been on the air for 16 years, Harry. Can it be that nobody's been listening? Oh, huh? Eddie, well, th that is not the idea. You see, Fibber, McGee, and Molly were on before us, and they were very humorous. Yeah. But Burns and Allen told some very funny jokes. Why shouldn't you? Yeah, but they're just kids, Harry. I, they're trying to get a start. You see, yeah. Fibber, <laughs> Fibber, McGee, and Molly, Burns and Allen, remember, I've been around longer than they have. You've been around longer than anybody has. <laughs> No, but the idea is that, you see, if we give the folks a few samples of what we do on Thursday nights, then when Thursday night rolls Oh, but that's different, Harry. Thursday, on Thursdays, I get up there and give. On Thursdays, I get jokes. On Thursdays, I get inspiration. Yeah, and you get paid, too. <laughs> well, it isn't, it isn't that, Harry. No. You, you know me, kid. When I'm in the mood, my comedy sparkles. I'm in there pitching. I stand up to that microphone and give till it hurts. It hurts who? The sponsor? No, no, no Harry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, maybe you're right, Eddie. Why should we give samples after all? Do we ever ask the listeners for samples? Do they give till it hurts? Well, Harry, they give their time to listen to us. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I love to spend each Sunday with you as friend of friend. I'm sorry it's through. I'm telling you just how I feel. I hope you feel that way too. Let's make a date. For next Sunday night, I'm here to stay. Twill be my delight to sing again, bring again the things you want me to. I love to spend each Sunday with you. up this edition of the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from radio's golden days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.